Doctor's log, May 4th, first thing in the morning. I am leaving another overnight shift. Last night was really classic for this COVID time in a community and a state where we've mostly done a pretty good job of social distancing and staying at home. Our cases have plateaued. They're neither going up nor down. And so we can't open up all our doors and go back to normal quite yet, but we're also not in panic or crisis mode. We don't have a forever supply of personal protective equipment, but we're okay for the next several weeks to month, as long as we don't have unexpected volume. We are low on meds, but we're not out. We have all our protocols and policies in place for a COVID surge that either stretches us or becomes truly a crisis. And in the meantime, we're pretty empty as the cases slowly come in. So we're certainly seeing COVID and some patients are really, really sick, sicker than I've seen people in a while. But on the other hand, everything else is coming in at really low rates. And that's weird. Um, I understand people not coming in because when you have a choice between not feeling that great, but being able to write it out um, and coming in and getting exposed to COVID, I can see how in this time you might make the choice to err on the side of staying home and writing it out, whatever it is. But there are some things that really can't be written out at home or shouldn't, um, or you really risk severe disability or death. And those things, um, including stroke and heart attack, and appendicitis and other surgical emergencies, those things aren't coming in. They're still not coming in. And so I spent some time last night talking with one of the residents where I work and one of the other attendings about what exactly is going on here and when that will start going back to normal. So this week our hospital opened to elective surgeries. Um, it feels a little more relaxed out there in the public as far as people congregating, going out to get ice cream in the nice weather, going for runs, things like that. But we're still continuing telehealth. We're still not back to normal. Like, what do you anticipate for this summer and then into the fall? I think that we are going to see more traumas which is typical of the summer anyway, but I think people have been cooped up for so long that they're coming out and celebrating maybe more than is our average and you know doing things that are a little more adventurous or um, dangerous. So that voice is one of our senior residents. She is smart and very thoughtful and is actually going to be one of my colleagues starting from this summer. I think that it's going to be difficult to predict peaks of potential COVID coming back as we open things up more. And I think it's going to be hard to predict when those happen. What's your call? I think that there's a real opportunity that we could see all of those things converging back at the same time. And that's one of my current colleagues. We've been co-attendings and friends for a long time. He recently had COVID-19 
And he is really smart and always very thoughtful and compassionate about what's happening to our patients. I think that as things start to loosen up and open up a little bit more, I think there's a real possibility that our frequent flyers that are here in the emergency department frequently will show back up at the same time that people are coming back in for some of their chronic disease that they can't see their PCP for, at the same time the trauma spiking. And with all of this restrictions being uh, lifted in the, in the public, if we do start to see increased cases of COVID, I, I think there's a real possibility that we could see all of that converging in emergency departments in kind of this peak-like fashion all at the same time. I don't know if you hear it at all in our conversations, but we are so grateful to be in a job where there is mandatory socializing with other humans in real life. We cannot do emergency care via Zoom or Skype, so we come together and often in situations like traumas or critical care, there is no social distancing. You're working shoulder to shoulder with people, even though it's with masks and gowns and gloves, there is something really rejuvenating about being in the presence of your colleagues um, and uh, and actually having live people right next to you um, is is thrilling in this way that I never thought such an ordinary thing would be. I think part of the camaraderie among healthcare workers is being seen so differently in this time. I, I don't think that we're an underappreciated profession. Certainly people respect and like and trust I would say nurses in particular, but also doctors and other healthcare workers. But this time has been obviously so special. I mean, these 7 p.m. cheers, all the messages and songs and artwork that people are doing to thank healthcare workers, it feels good, I will say. It is nice to be appreciated. This week is actually Nurses Week, and so it is a great time to recognize the nurses that you know, um, to call them out in general, but also reach out to the ones you know, uh, particularly those who are working in emergency rooms and intensive care units and, um, and really seeing COVID patients day in and day out. That wears on people. And who is it seeing patients when they first walk in? Who is it doing the COVID swabs and other aerosolizing procedures um, and just giving a lot of face time to patients. It's our nurses, and I don't know that I call that out often enough. Doctor's Log, May 7th. People are still asking what they can do to support healthcare workers, and while we love the cheers and the accolades, there are a lot of concrete things people can do to show their support. Some of that is helping us raise awareness and also simply believing us when we say that we don't have adequate personal protective equipment or that we need people to be very careful about wearing masks and staying home if they at all can, Um, and to be patient and try to really follow best public health guidelines with any of the reopening measures. So it's just painful when we see the applause and the thanks and the hero labels, and then have people say that we have plenty of PPE, that our concerns are not valid, 
that we're being overstated when we talk about the resources that we need or that we're being too conservative when we ask for the public to follow common sense public health measures and really try to keep others from getting sick and needing the hospital. Simply listening to and believing the people on the front lines conveys respect and admiration even more than all the cheers. Thank you for listening. I hope you're staying safe and well.